the Pulse WB Live and Network that beats to the heart of God. I'm your host, John Fowler. So glad to have you tuned in to this edition. And we are talking about part four of the gospel mission with Pastor Jay Mace from the Winfield campus. And so glad to have you with me, brother. Yo, yo, yo. Who are you, who are you advertising for today? Uh, McDonald's? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you McDonald's. don't like my coffee anymore? Um, that well, I get that free. You get free coffee? Yeah. How? Well, okay. Funny story. Everyone knows I love coffee. Wow, that's way too loud now. Um, everyone knows I love coffee. And so the Winfield cheerleaders at Winfield High School did a fundraiser where for $15 you get this green cup. And for a year you get free refills in it. Really? All I got to do is go through the drive through I don't even have to hold up my green cup now. They all they all they know all me, um, but you hold up your green cup and you, you get a cup of coffee for free, however you want it. Um, but because of sanitary reasons, they're not allowed to take the cup in like they thought. So they have to give you a new cup each time. So oh. they're probably losing horribly on me. Because of um, the, the cup and plus you go every day? But yeah, I go every morning on the way to work or on the way to here. And most times I get another one at some point through the day. And on the weekends, when I'm buzzing back and forth doing a dozen different things, I might get as many as four or five cups on the weekend. Really? So, and that's $2.09 for a medium cup of coffee at McDonald's, which I think is outrageous. Sorry, McDonald's. Well, but, is, um, which I think is outrageous. But anyway, if you add that up and the amount that I'm getting, I mean, you could probably take my $15 and multiply it by a ton. So anyway, I... When I saw the thing on, on Facebook, um, first one I saw, I just responded to it and said, I want one of these. You know, that's a no-brainer. And um, and you got it. I want one of these, and I got it. And then Amy at the church brought me one. So you have two? So I have two, but I gave one to Luke because, you know, if, if it's free all the time, two doesn't really benefit you. So I gave, I gave one to Luke, and um, so he gets his cup of coffee on the way to church every morning. Uh, or on the way to... Uh, school every morning. Now, is Isaac, is he a coffee drinker? Nope. No. Nope. Neither he nor Sam drink uh, Either one of drink them, coffee. Huh? So. We, um, uh, John Christopher and I went, um, <clears throat> we, we like to ski, and so we went skiing on, uh, let me share this thing to Winfield's Facebook. Oh, you still got me up. I was going to take yeah. a drink of coffee. coffee. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, John Christopher and I. They know our tricks. Uh, yeah. They, it's like <laughs> take I'm you off. I'm drinking coffee when I'm off screen. Yeah. Jay, yeah the, um, so on at Canaan Valley, which is in Elkins, West Virginia, it's about three and a half hours from where we are right now. <clears throat> um, on Tuesdays during ski season, you take a can of food, uh, the, the lift ticket and everything's normally $150. And if you take a can of food, everything's fifty. Mm. And so, it's a good deal. Yeah, it was. And but I just didn't feel good going in with just like one can. You know, it's like I didn't feel good about that. So you gotta, gotta bless. So one of my favorite canned foods is uh, canned uh, sweet corn. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's my yep. favorite. So I wanted to open a can of that and just eat it going up the road. I eat it. I can eat it with a spoon. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, we've got some great news. Uh, to tell everybody, um, coming do it, yeah, coming up uh, in uh, April, the first of April, actually the fourth, fifth, and sixth of April uh, will be uh, our first church services at our third campus. 
uh, in Winston-Salem. It's uh, Puff Town is where it's called, what it's called. People are going to be so confused because uh, no. I'm calling it Triad now. Yeah, it is Triad. That's ultimately what we're calling it. Right. But it's in Fafftown or Fafftown. yeah. And, but, you know, it's most recognizable by Winston-Salem. So we're, we're all calling it something well, different. And people I, I are going to be, we really need people to, gonna be crazy. We need to think about that because, you know, the more I think about it, it's like we should call it maybe the Pulse Church Winston, Winston-Salem. I mean, it's where it is, yeah. it, but it's on the outskirts. It's on a suburb of it. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday and and you know and it's like i call it uh the pulse winston well you told me to do triad so the website is in triad so but it could all be changed right <laughs> it could all be switched i guess but i, I guess know, i know he'll he sends me a bill you, you don't know <laughs> how much he cost yeah do i <laughs> because huh? do i because i'm not seeing that in the account but. you're not <laughs> i would have to I'm gonna have to do that. No, Grant, just kidding. That's well. I mean, if you have not seen our our website, Jade actually designed it, and it's uh, thepulsechurch.com, and uh, you can go there and check out and see what's going on and and keep up on all the activities that are happening. So <clears throat> it's just really exciting stuff. If you get there and it looks a little goofy, I am making changes this week. So yeah, but I'll it looks great. That. I mean, it looks awesome. It really does. And John Christopher looked at that picture. Of of me yesterday, actually looked at it yesterday, and he said, "Dad," he said, "He said, how old is this picture?" And I said, "Well, it's not really that old." I said, "It was one of the bank pictures, you know." He said, "You need something different on there." He said, "You look, <laughs> yeah." I said, "I know." I'm, yeah, I don't like the picture of me that's on there, but it's the only good headshot I got. But we need to have some. Yeah, do, do well, we, we have got anybody? the green screen here. We could come in and take pictures easy. I've got a nice camera. Dwight's got a nice camera. We've got, huh? We got cameras. I mean, shoot the the portrait mode on the. Well, on the iPhone, iPhone is really good now, so that's probably all we need. You think it could help us? Well, it could take good pictures. I don't know that it could help me or you. <laughs> that's so funny. That's a hoot. Hey, if you haven't downloaded our um, our app, the Pulse WV Live app, on your Android or your Apple device, and you can download that and be able to have access to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, music, preaching, and teaching and it's some of the best music preaching and teaching that you can get this side of heaven. And we are really, uh, really excited about that. And uh, so we want you to do that. And I think right now I'm on the air playing some of the best in Southern gospel music. So for three hours on the Easter Standard Time, uh, 6 to 9 a.m., I'm on. What time are you on? Do you remember? I sent you the times, um, but I well, wouldn't. let's clarify. I'm not singing. It's, no, it's he's my not old, singing. It's my old messages it's, in the podcast. Um, but I think I think you said ten to twelve every day. Ten to twelve every 10 to 12 day, Easter Standard Time. So you can catch. So what do you do? Jay. Play two messages back to back? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. So and and so anyway, it's it's exciting. And John Sandy's on there. Grant Snow is on there. I think uh, he's got a time, but I can't remember what time his is. But he's on. Uh, He's on. It's an evening. Yeah, I think time. he's on. Um, is it Wednesdays? Wednesdays at something. Yeah, I cannot remember. <clears throat> I see it pop up, and that's when I know to go to it. Yeah. So someone asked me something about Saturday. I'm like, dude, I live one day at a time. I don't even have a clue what's going on Saturday. Don't, yet. don't know. And I have to. Uh, I, Christy and I are celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary dun, dun, this dun. Sunday. Well, congratulations! And uh, so. Uh, we start. We like celebrate the whole time. We we would like to go to Florida, but it's, we got too much going on. So do, we're going you, to, do you have an anniversary month? 
you know, because every, yes. everyone has to have their birthday month. So now, right. you know, do you, do you have to have an anniversary month? I heard uh, Jesse. I'm going to think really differently of you. If yeah. You <laughs> I heard Jesse DePlanis say he was talking about a particular something uh, that was out. You know, it's like a celebration that lasts all month. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, um, but he said it's crazy because, you know, Jesus gets one day, mm-hmm. you know, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He gets one day for Easter, mm. you know, Valentine's Day's one day, mm. you know, and uh, and even George Washington, he gets one day. Yeah. But Birthdays you, are but one you, day. Yeah, yeah, birthday. But then you have <clears throat> you have a lot of these secular heathen events that are a whole month. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like crazy. I celebrate Jesus every day. You have to. Yeah. You know, one yeah. thing one thing I've always tried to get a hold of is something that you say. Um, and I, I get you, I, I get it what you say, uh, that you get saved every day. Mm. Explain that because I, I've heard you say it, but I've, I've always tried to figure that out. Well, I'm not negating what happened years ago, of course, you know, because when Jesus does something, he does it well, but, but it's more of a, it's more of a mindset and an attitude in that I could get up, decide to be mean and grumpy and grouchy about everything and start living like hell again. Right. You know, I can make the choices to do the things that I used to do. I can make the choices to say things the way I used to say them. You know, I could, I could allow sin back in my life. Right. Every day, every day I choose. Right. To be saved. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to walk in the glory of God. Um, so it's, it's more of a, it's more of presenting a mindset than, than it is salvation. Maybe I should, maybe I should play on words a little differently, but, um, it, you know, it really is that, that in the Christian life, you know, we have to choose and decide every day to do the things that, that Christ asks us and, and commands us to do. So, so salvation is a choice. It's not a choice from God. But it's a choice from us. He offers it to everybody. He offers it to everyone, and we all must come to him broken, contrite. Um, you know, we have to be drawn. Yes. And, and you know, salvation requires the drawing of the Holy Spirit. But, um, yeah, I mean, what I'm really saying is I'm choosing to stay with Christ. Right. I'm choosing to make this who I am today. Jesus did the work thousands of years ago. The Holy Spirit did the work and drew me many years ago. Right. But I'm choosing to stay in it today. Right. Is is ultimately what I'm saying. What I do is you know the the whole armor of God for the last 20 or 30 years I have um <clears throat> I have put on the whole armor of God every morning. Yes. But although I, it's not, it's not like I take it off every night. Right. You know because I have the whole right. armor of God on but but it's like every morning when I wake up, that's one of the first things that I do is I put on, I, I say, I put on the whole armor of God that I'm able to withstand an evil day. And I'll yeah. go through and I'll verbalize it because I want the devil to know. Oh, yeah. And then I, then I also look in the mirror and I proclaim, I think, I think, Pastor Jay, that we need to, what we, what we speak with our mouth and what we, what we believe in our heart and speak with our mouth, the Bible says we'll have it. Yes. And that means the negative stuff too. Mm-hmm. 
And, oh, yeah, you can curse yourself. Yeah. You don't need Satan to curse you. You can curse yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I look in the mirror, and I and I will say, and I know I, I, I love what you've been saying, but I'll look in the mirror, and I'll say, John, I am uh, John Fowler. I'll speak to myself. I'll say, you are blessed and highly favored. And now you've added to that. You've yeah, added well, something. Well, I've, I've. I love that. I yeah, love your I've concept. I've moved away from, from the favor and gone to, to loved. I'm highly loved, mm. you know. Um, yeah. If there's if there's ever a question, if there's ever a doubt here on earth, I I absolutely um, positively am, am loved by him and his love brings through all kinds of things. Um, I was having a conversation uh, online with a minister down a Church of God minister down in um, North Carolina this week. And, and we were talking about, you know, how without love, you know, the Bible says we're, we're just sounding brass. You know, we're just making noise, right? You know, without not without love, and uh, he, I, I made the comment about you know, um, he made the comment that it's it's our job to protect the gospel, and I said, and if not, we're sounding brass, and he's like, not sure where you're going to, you know, explain that, and and I said, well, I said the gospel is wrapped in love, for God so loved, yes, He sent His only Son, right. Not because for God, you know, for God so hated, you know, for God so judged, you know, for God so um, didn't like, right. you know, for God so loved. And um, he sent his only son. You're, you're really blinding me now. Um, I, I, there was a. <laughs> he moved a, a big spot. light right here. Um, but he, um, you're fine. I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, it just took me a minute. Um, I made the mistake of when you did it, looking up at it. And now I can't see anything. Um, but he, you know, everything about God is wrapped in love. You know, it even tells us God is love. Yes. You know, so everything you say about God, you can say about his love. Right. So, true. so the gospel is wrapped in love. Amen. And if we're going to protect the gospel and if we're going to preach the gospel and if we're going to take the gospel to the highways, and the hedges, it has to be through love. Right. It can't be through duty. It can't be through through malice. It can't be through, you know, uh, judgment. It has to be through love or we're just sounding brass. We're just making noise. And so anyway. that's good. That, I found the scripture that backs up uh, what you were talking about a few minutes ago. It's <clears throat> Joshua twenty four fifteen, And it says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yep. So where it all originated for me. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that scripture, I think that, uh, I think that is pretty neat. Now, are you and Sam headed to uh, see uh, season three of Chosen this weekend? We're talking about it. We, we kind of do everything last minute just because so many things happen in our days. That, and they're really busy. They've got... Um, Night to Shine um, is tonight, Tim Tebow's um, uh, thing, and, and they've got like, I don't know, thousands of boutonnieres, and I'm exaggerating, but they have a lot of boutonnieres and corsages and, and all of those kind of things to get out today. So, Oh, wow. Um, so we'll see how her day goes. We'll see how my day goes. And and if we still have a free evening, which is rare, then yeah, we we're thinking about going to the theater tonight and seeing <clears throat> Chosen. Yep, it's a. Uh, if you have not seen season three, uh, the first it's season three uh, episodes one, two, and three, I encourage you to go to the theater and see that. Uh, it's not going to be the same price of a normal movie, so you'll have to pay a little bit more and and plan on three and a half hours. Yep. 
you know, for uh, for being there. There's a little five minute intermission in between two and three, so I think that. Uh, but it's it's neat. I and think you like and, it. And that extra price on the ticket supports their production. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the whole reason it's in theaters. Yeah, he's uh, you know he comes on the <clears> screen <throat> and welcomes everybody, and he's up in Canada. He's <clears> doing <throat> some. He's doing another. He's doing a Christmas show up there. And so uh, he was uh, in there welcoming everybody and this kind of thing. So, so you are uh, completing. You've already completed this uh, this sermon series, uh, the Gospel Mission, and Part Four. Correct. And so you're starting a brand new series on Sunday. So uh, as we get through, uh, you know, parts one, two, and three, and I encourage you to catch it on uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. You can catch all his episodes of, of his sermon. Then you can also go to Facebook and also YouTube, uh, the Pulse Winfield, and be able to, to catch up on uh, on the video series of it, too. You know, one thing I want to say about that, I know you're trying to get into the to the message no, questions, but um, I, I appreciate you and, and all of the hard work that you do getting our um, content in, in all of those places. And, you know, in, in the very beginning, you were like, we need to do this, we need to do this. And I'm like, eye rolling at you like, I don't need to be on YouTube. <laughs> I don't need to do this, you know, and everything else. But I had a, a really good instance come up last night where I'm having a, a text conversation back and forth with uh, a new new guy and friend in, in our church, Jake, and, and we're, we're talking back and forth. And um, so, we're, well, we were talking about Job and we were talking exactly the things that are covered in my Behind the Hedge oh, series yeah. and everything else. So I was able to refer him back to that series and those podcasts and everything else. And, and I literally took a moment and, and thought, man, what a powerful tool to just say, hey, you know what? Thank Two you, years Jesus. ago or three years ago, whatever it was, I preached, I preached a series on this. Yeah. Check it out when you have time. And... Um, you know, Thank so you it's a, definitely a powerful tool that I didn't have the foresight to see at the time. I just didn't need my name and lights was the main thing. But oh no, um, and you referenced the podcast in your sermons, which I, you know I hope it takes people back to them. Yep. But you know, I think and I appreciate that. But I give God all the praise for it because it, it, it's amazing. Here's what's amazing: you and I have known each other over thirty years. Correct. Okay, uh, our accountant I've known since I was sixteen. Um, the some of the people along the way that John Sandy and I have known each other 30 years, he introduced me to my mentor, James Ashworth, who is now in heaven, who changed my whole world. Mm -hmm. OK, uh, Christy and I have soon to be married 35 years uh, on Sunday. The It's amazing. And, and John Sandy, Christy, I, I met Christy at the radio station where we worked, where David Frampton was the general manager. <laughs> And and so you you think of the history of where you are, where you were then in your past, that has created your presence, your yeah, present, present, where you yeah. your present, where you are today. And did I ever think in a million years the reason why this podcast started, uh, Pastor Jay, was I needed more Bible. Mm. I was working, uh, you know, like like you, I was working, you know, a job. COVID hit, and I'm thinking, okay, and, you know, I'm preaching on Sundays like you are, and I'm thinking, I need more Bible. So I was watching uh, another another pastor up in Pennsylvania, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and he was doing this, and I thought, 
I think we can pull this off. And then we started it. I don't know if you look at some of the early production of this thing. It was in it was in our, our house, and you could see the yeah. lines and the vertical <laughs> blinds, and we had cords yeah. laying all over the place and all that kind of thing. But as this thing, and then, you know, it opened up to be where we are, and that was your connection, mm. where we are here now. And, uh, and just, that was a God connection. Yes. Um, it was actually a connection with someone at the church at the time. And, um, we didn't have a place for youth and, um, you know, That's right, he yeah. was, he was sharing it with the, the person that owns these, these business offices here. And, um, he just gave us a facility yeah. that we could have our youth group and we were able to take a room of that and start doing, start doing the podcast in it. So, and it's you know, it's just amazing how God just provides yes you know through un, unknown channels yeah. as well and so i just know it's god now the only thing that i ever questioned is this thing is this thing really god was when you and i carried this table in <laughs> it's like <That's>, yeah <laughs> it's like this table is heavy yeah you know? i think it triggered my asthma that day oh gosh it's like is this really what god it's wants like, <laughs> where's, where's little john and luke when we need them? i know <laughs> it's like where are they at when there's work involved Heavy yeah. labor. It's yeah. like, where are these guys? They're the muscle. That's so crazy. But I appreciate that. But I'm, I give God all the glory because, you know, it's an honor. And, and we encourage you to share these broadcasts. You know, get these things out to people. If you know somebody that is going through a certain situation, you can actually go through these podcasts and say, hey, this may help my my friend. And I will tell you this. We would love to hear from you. I mean, there's people all over the world that are listening and watching and we would love to hear from you. And there is a um, uh, there's a shout out here. Let me see here, uh, Jay, because um, she actually uh, gave a uh, gave a heart to one of your one of your messages. And let me see if I can find and say hello to. Uh, well, it's not in there, but uh, let's see, see previous notifications. Uh, Grace. Cox, Grace Cox, and um, and she liked one of your messages, and she is literally, let's see here, Grace Cox, hello to you, Good and she is, uh, she lives in Germany. Oh, wow. She lives in Germany. Very cool. And she works, uh, she works in Germany, and she's from Houston, Texas, but she's military and, and serving there, so thank you for listening to, uh, to the podcast, and so she... I go through and I look and see who's who, you know, who gives the response. Yeah. Germany's beautiful. I, yeah, you tra- you're well I absolutely love Germany. Um, the food, I spent, the food good. Um, I get tired of the food after a few days because it's, it's kind of the same, same thing every day, every moment. And, um, man, I wish I had a oh, person shoot, I'm on bringing, bringing coffee. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, babe. Since your arm was on camera, I'm going to call you out. Um, <laughs> But um, she made her debut. She did. Um, her arm. Yeah, I should have looked to make sure. <laughs> I should have flipped it off. You weren't on me. But anyway, yeah, Germany's beautiful. Um, you know, when I first went uh, to Germany, I found I was going to have to start traveling there at least once a year with work. I was kind of like, oh man, I don't know German. You know, they seem like pretty rigid. You know, people that aren't very friendly and, and you know, I, I talk to everybody right. and and so forth. Something mm, this will be a, a real, you know, culture challenge for me. And um, I get over there and, man, they're just the most warm and robust people in the world. And um, 
different from France. Absolutely. Very different from France. Yeah. You know, it's the French. Um, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and just gorgeous. I got to go to um, Eagle's Nest, which is Hitler's uh, tea house. Oh, wow. Which is where he took a lot of dignitaries to convince them, you know, to side with him in the war. And um, if you uh, if you ever watch Band of Brothers, at the very end of the Band of Brothers where they're celebrating that the war is over and they're breaking up, open all of um hitler's wine and, and different things like that and drinking it right. that's eagle's nest that oh, wow. and, and it's way up in the barbarian alps you literally go inside the mountain really? and an old-fashioned dumbwaiter type elevator takes you up to the very top of of that peak where where he built this and you got to go there and i got to go there and and yeah, he cool. um um uh it said that he positioned it there because he felt like he could see everything coming on. and and you know could be safe and it would be easily defended and and whatnot and that's why um that's why it was positioned there but anyway I, I got to go it was just a phenomenal experience wow. and you walk up this trail and um there has a big there's a big cross there um oh, wow. you know with a lot of memorials and sayings and everything else for for people from the war and everything else and then i walked that's down cool. it instead of riding the elevator back down they have a trail that you can walk down. They won't let you walk up. I guess it's more dangerous going up, but they'll let you walk down. Right. And uh, so I got to walk down that part of the Alps and, oh, wow. and get back to where uh, our bus was. So, yeah, just a phenomenal experience. So, um, Grace, thank you. And uh, we appreciate you and pray for you. And God's blessing be on you. So Amen. thanks for reaching out. That's so awesome. Isn't that amazing? It is. Did you ever think we'd be talking to people in Germany? No, no. no. I got some somebody in, in Australia who's not as kind as Grace, um, who sent me a few messages too. So there, oh, really? there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to take the good and the bad, you know. It's okay. Well, it's okay. if they're picking on you, they're leaving me alone. So right, right. That's definitely for sure. Well, that's so funny. Well, when you think about when you think about part four of your message and um, and the notes that, that that I have here, I finally went fancy and started typing them out. Oh, you sweet! Know, do, I get a copy? You, do you want a copy? <laughs> no, of it? I'm kidding. That's um, I, I I actually like the spontaneity of it. I, I like you know if I'm going to preach it, I need to be able to defend it. So I, I kind of I kind of enjoy the challenge. Well, it's it's definitely. I mean, you challenge me in the sermon, and I think that's the important thing is mm. you know when you're challenging one another, you know, to do that. But, you know, it's like you have in this in this world today that we're living in, and, and I, Scott Means and I talk about this a lot on, on the show that he does on Thursday, is that there is, it's, it's either, you either swing so far to the pendulum in the prosperity message, not you, I'm just saying in general, in, in ministry, people can swing so far to the right in in the prosperity message, or they can swing so far to the left in the prosperity message to where, you know, some people don't even believe it. And then you can swing so right that that's what Christianity is based on. Right. But we know it's not. No. Well, uh, the prosperity of Christ. The prosperity you know, of Christ. As I say all the time, bless me with Jesus. You know, I don't... You know, provide, you know, give me my daily bread. I mean, that's what Jesus prayed. Right. You know, Jesus prayed, give me my daily bread. And and he didn't really pray it. It was an example prayer. And I think we lose sight of that. Right. Because Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. It was a teaching. And mm-hmm. Jesus was ultimately saying, don't be stupid and, and pray for all of this stuff down here. Right. Pray for the things that touch his father's heart. Right. And and he walked us through that prayer. And in that prayer, he says, give us, Lord, our 
daily bread, meaning give me what I need today. Not what I want, but give me what I need right. today. Everything else is about you. Right. right. And, and so I've just, I've just always taken that very literal and, um, you know, I, I trust him for what I need today. And, and I believe that I can trust him tomorrow for what I need tomorrow. Right. And cause he tells us, give no thought for the morrow. Right. Right. And, um, you know, and I think this is how he wants us to live. He wants us focused on today and him. Right. And so I, I always say, you know, you don't need to bless me with things or, or stuff or things that are going to burn, right. you know, bless me with Jesus, you know, more of him is, is what I want. Yeah. One of the things that you said was <laughs> the true blessing in life is not material things, but it's G it's Jesus. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Do you think, do you think that a person, do you think being poor and poverty is a choice? Or is it a way of life that people, because their parents were poor and, and in poverty, that's all they know? Yes. All the above. Um, I think for some, uh, it is a choice. I mean, we have a lot of people today who who are choosing to, you know, buy the van and, and live down by the river because, you know, their job's remote, so they don't have to be tied to an office. They don't have to be tied to a home. So they're happy with a van that they build out with a tiny kitchen in it and a twin bed in it. And, you know, they just drive where they want to enjoy the view for a few days and, and work. They don't need all of the stuff, all of the things right. anymore. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really call that poverty. Right. But, but, you know, I think people are realizing that less is more in, right. in a lot of ways today. And um, so, yes, I think it can be a choice. I think we can get very comfortable and used to um, the benefits and, and the things that we get. And, and we convince ourselves that we can never rise out of that. Right. You know, I was, I, I grew up very poor. I grew up in a, in a trailer on Coal River that I heard the rats fighting underneath every single night, <clears throat> you know, or at least for a, a several year period of my life, we lived there and we, we lived with my, my grandparents some too, but mom is a single mom, you know, worked three and, and four jobs, you know, worked her full-time job and then did books for people on the side. Right. And so I was coming home seven, eight years old to an empty house learning how to cook, learning how to fend for myself. And, you know, because mom was busting her butt, making sure that we made it and we didn't have any extras, right? any extras, you know, and, um, you know, birthdays were nothing at best. They were a, a store-bought cake or a home, you know, homemade cake, you know, with a single candle on it, right. you know, and, and today people lose their minds if, if the whole month isn't dedicated to them and which I think is silly, but, um, you know, and it just shows me how me centered we've, we've become, you know, and I don't begrudge any of that. I, you know, I'm not begrudging of growing up poor. If anything, I, I value those days because, you know, it showed me the sacrifice and it showed me the work ethic and it, and it showed me the dedication, you know, that it took, right. you know, for me to rise out of that right. and, and to work my butt off, never stop working and, and become you know, what God has allowed me to become. Right. But at the same time, I'm satisfied with that. I mean, I've had job offers in other states making triple what I make here. 
right. you know, because my reputation is is solid. I'm very knowledgeable in our industry and what I do. It's very well recognized, but I really don't have any desire of that. The money doesn't entice me. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to root up my family. Oh, I've got to live in a city. Oh, I, you know, I'm not going to have the sunrises every morning and everything. Not worth it to me. Right. I don't. I don't care if you pay me, you know, five times. Right. It's it's just not that worth it. It, it. The money just doesn't mean that much to me. And um, so I'll I'll stay here. I'm blessed to do what I do. The job I have affords me the ability to buy a vocational pastor, and and do what I do. So bless me with Jesus. Right. I don't I don't need the stuff. I don't need right. the things. And um, you know, God God gives me my daily bread, and and I'm thankful for that. Do you think that? Um yeah, I heard I heard somebody say this one time. It may have been John Sandy, and I thought it was really profound. That's probably the only thing he ever says is profound. But <laughs> no, I kidding. love you, John. Yeah, I'll, I'll beat I'll, him uh, up for that. I'll see him tonight. <laughs> we have a small group, Lord. He probably won't let me in the door. He doesn't listen. Yeah, he just listens to himself. He doesn't listen to the rest of it. But um, one thing that uh, one, one thing that he said, he said, if you have a price, the devil will pay mm. it. Mm. And I thought. Oh. If you have a problem, well, I ought to preach. Yes. That's a sermon series I'm that making is, right there. That is. Mm. And uh, he said. Good the, stuff. I guess it gave me chills when I said that. But it, but is it true? Sure it is. It, you know, do, do people have a price? Yeah. You know, because there's a price to sell out to God. Mm-hmm. you got to give up everything. Yeah. You know, you got to give up your life. You've been preaching on that. My mentor taught me that for years and years and years. And it's And it never ends. It's a daily process of giving up things. Of walking with Jesus, surrendering things. There's sometimes you have to put things on the cross every day. Yes. And, you know, it's like you have to continue to do that. But it's like, do does John Fowler, does Jay Mace, does John Sandy, does Christy Fowler, does Sam Mace, do, is there a price on us that we would walk away? I, I don't have one. I don't have a price. I, I really don't. And you, and people say, well, you know, if you were put in that situation, you know, would you do it? I, I, I just can't. From from your from the context of what you're asking is no. no. I, I mean, at least I'd like to think that. Yeah, me too. I mean, God forbid I would ever have a moment of weakness and yeah. and, and give over to that. You know, that's what Je- that's what Satan was trying to do with Jesus. And, uh, you know, when he when he took him in into the wilderness and, and tempted him. And he said, look, I'll give you all of this. And he could have. Right. Satan could have given him all of those earthly things. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, what what was Jesus' response? You know? And, and he, he rebuked. I don't live by bread alone. Yeah, I don't live by bread alone. What, what did he, how did he tell us to pray? Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Our daily bread. Right? So, you know, th- this is all a big jigsaw puzzle that's, you know, made for three-year-olds that can be put together. You sure. know, it's pretty pretty easy to do that when we when we think about it, this is how Jesus wanted us to think. And this is how Jesus wanted us to live. Now, there's nothing wrong with having goals. And, and going back to your original question about people being poor, I, I think there are people that absolutely becomes vic- become victims of the system. Yes. You know, and I think the system is, is and, and I don't want to get political here, but I think the system is very driven to force people to stay in that mindset and stay in that culture. For dependence. Uh, for, for, for dependence, yeah. yeah. And and so forth. But then I also believe that that we create that own mind, our own mindset as well. You know, you see movies and TV shows uh, of people in, in destitute areas saying, I just need my break to get out of here. 
everything. Well, make your break, you know, but, but don't make your break in, in the world and don't make your break in yourself, you know, right. encapsulate Jesus in your life right. and he'll open doors. You, you and I've seen that, you know, I mean, yes. if you, if you don't want All God to time. move, if you don't want, if you want God to move, yeah. ask him to start closing and opening doors yes. and, and he will shut down the things in your life that need shut down and he will absolutely open wide what it is that he has in his will for you to do. Well, let me ask you something. But well, just to Go finish, ahead. just to finish sure. that point real quick. Yeah. Um, but I think there is the, there are those make and break people who look at all of the circumstances and look at all of the situations and see the vision of God for their life. Right. And step into it, you know, and I, and I think of Joseph, you know, when I say that now, Joseph, you know, needed to be reined in a little bit. He had yeah. a big mouth and, and he, you know, he had a lot of pride yeah. and, and, you know, he didn't follow James very closely when well, James hadn't been written yet, but, um, you know, he didn't follow it very closely as far as how to keep his mouth in check and, and didn't have a lot of self-control and it cost him in yes. the beginning, but it humbled him. Yes. And, and through that humbling, he grabbed hold of his vision, and no matter what happened to him after that, he never lost sight of God's vision right. for him. But I will say this, and this is going to open a huge can of worms that we can save for another time. I believe the gospel changes most of it. Wow. When we talk about... When when we talk about prosperity preaching, prosperity gospel, however you want to, however you want to label that, and, and listen, God blesses His children. Sure, he does. I'm not saying He doesn't. I'm not saying that we can't have because we have Jesus. But what I'm saying is this: in Jesus's command, and this takes us right back to the gospel mission. In Jesus's command for us to take the gospel to the world. And to build and establish churches, how did people respond to that? They sold all they had. Right. I mean, I I mean, all as you often say, all means all in every language, right? Yes, it does. They sold all they had, and they brought it into the into the storehouse of the church, so that the church might operate as a base for the spreading of the gospel. Right. So I I can give you a million examples in the Old Testament of prosperity. People right. that that followed God, did what God said and God blessed them. Abraham, Job, I, yeah, you know, I, yes, again and again and again. I think it changes at the gospel. I think it changes at the gospel mission yeah. because now it's it's not it's not all of this independent blessing anymore. It's about taking the gospel to the people. Right. And and that's where our resources, that's where our mindset, that's where our heart, that's where our goals should be. And, and you know, Paul, something I use a lot, and, and Anthony has been quoting it a lot lately, and, and so forth. Something I, I say a lot is, you know, we need to learn to abound in a base. That's good. Well, Paul, when he was persecuting Christians— and doing the work of the of the Sanhedrin and, and of the Roman Council and, and everything else, mm-hmm. he he abounded. Right. Right? 
when he chose to be clothed, his own words, when he chose to be clothed with Christ and become a bondservant, he was abased. I mean, if we read his testimony... It wasn't. It wasn't all glory and 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 prosperity, right? Right. And spent a lot of time in jail. You know, spent a lot of time in jail. Spent spent a lot of time on dusty roads, and and on and on and on. I mean, we can embellish that forever, but you know, you know, he he definitely learned how to be abased, but he was he was never he was never hindered by it. Right. He was never, he was nev- never, you know, captured and and bound by what he had, what he used to have. Right. Right. Because Christ meant so much more to him, and and I think I think today we just don't get that. Right. We get the idea of having things, and we get the idea of being blessed, but I don't think we get the idea of being blessed with Christ. Do you think? And this guy, I mean, this is this is one of the the things that you talked about. And then my brains run out. Oh, here's what Pastor Jay said. The true blessing in life is not the material things, but it's Jesus. Do you think that the church is failing today? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever context you're coming it, it, it up is. with. Yes, it's totally failing. Okay. It's, it's one thing. Okay. You and I have both. Now we're, you know, we're in our we're middle age, so to speak. Okay. We know what it's like to struggle financially. Mm-hmm. We know what it's like, you know, just like Paul said, I'm, you know, I've had plenty. I've been poor, you know, we, we've been there. Okay. Yep. And I don't ever want to ever, ever, ever go back because it's terrible. It's miserable not having sure. not having any any cash to take your family somewhere or any anything like that. But is the church failing by just helping meet that monthly need, whether it's helping on a water bill or electric electric bill or blah blah blah? But we're not teaching people how to not be that way. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. see, that's where that's where you know you know we have a food bank that we just started in Gasway. You've got a food bank, and we help and we try to give back to the communities, which we're real good about doing. But it's like I'm thinking, it's like okay, how do we put ourselves out of a job in this area? Mm-hmm. We absolutely should. And yeah. I, and I'm trying to figure that out. That's where my brain my, my brain is sometimes. And it's like, you know, Jesus said. You know the poor. The poor is going to always be among us, right? But but when do people say? You know, when you talk to that person, because I get phone calls and you do too. Hey, can you help me on my electric bill? And they've turned it off. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard it. I've heard it. And and well, let's let's remember that that the the church, the early church, would would help people eat, right? You know, they would help people with with the daily bread. Right. They didn't necessarily help with their lifestyle. Right. And I think that's where the church messes up a lot of times. We're talking not, about the needs. We're yeah, talking about it's, needs. It's not my job to to help you with a lifestyle that you're not supporting yourself for. Right. Right? I, I mean it's not. That sounds harsh. That sounds mean. Right. But but biblically I can back it up. It's it's not my it's not my responsibility to support a lifestyle. That you're not creating yourself. Yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. It is It is my responsibility to make sure you eat, to right. make sure your kids eat, right. to make sure they have clothes to wear, 
sure. and everything else. I will 100% do I'll go fill somebody's cabinets right now. Right. Okay. But I'm not so much worried about your car payment and I'm not so much worried about this and that and the other, if you're not being dutiful to take care of it yourself. Now, if you hit hard, if, times. if you hit hard times and, and God forbid something horrible happens in your life that drives you to that situation, that's different. Right. But if you're choosing not to be dutiful, as the Bible points out, right, and then expecting someone else to carry that load for you, and you've got a judgment waiting on you. I mean, the Bible tells you that you're going to answer for that. Right. And and you know, I don't I don't think that's the church's responsibility. Right. And you know, and I and I, so I think there's a fine line there. And I think a lot of churches go way above and beyond what biblically they're required to do in in that facet. But I also think that that some of the people that uh, and and I'm sure you've given I've given I've seen you know people give you know to the the, the people that are asking for money on the at the stoplight you know I've I've seen that I actually talked to a lady in Lexington you know she rolled her window I mean she made me roll my window down and she looked at me and she said I need help she said I literally have got to have help. And she explained to me, and I asked some some point-blank questions. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what are you going to do that's going to help you to not be in this situation? And and so she she laid out what she was in the middle of doing, but she just hit hard times. And I think, Pastor Jay, as I think about this, it's like if we as, if we as a church could help the ones who want it. Now, there mm-hmm. are some people who don't want this. But there are some people who do that would say, okay, help me to not be this way. Yeah. Help me to not be this way. Well, we know that, number one, salvation will help you. We know tithing will help you. Yeah. And then, but. Well, hey, going to work will help help you. you. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, this this mindset of I don't have, but I'm not going to take a job that doesn't pay me this and doesn't feed my ego in some way. Right. You know, I'm not going to take that $10 an hour job. Well, it's better than starving to death and your kids starving to death. So take the $10 an hour job and let God take you to the next level. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've, I've got a, a, a man that went to one of my churches years ago. He and I had this conversation and he got angry with me and I told him, I'm like, you're the reason that your family suffers. Wow. And, and you need to fix that. Right. You need to fix that and everything else. And he's like, well, you know, he had, he had, you know, been in the mines and, 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 you know, had some, some physical issues and, and different things and so forth. And he's like, well, I, I can't do this. I said, can you, can you stand at a checkout at a grocery store? Well, probably. I said, Kroger's is hiring. Right. And I said, can you, can you pump gas? Because. You know, Back then. showing how old we were, there were still gas stations that pumped gas yeah. and everything else. Well, yeah, I could absolutely do that. I could even change people's oil and different things like that. I said, I know of two or three gas stations hiring right now uh-huh. and everything else. He got mad at me. So mad that he went and got a job thinking he was going to prove me wrong. Really? He started pumping people's gas. First day on the job, he got tipped by three people over $150. Really? Next thing you know, he's tinkering on engines. The mechanic takes him under his belt, shows him and teaches him more. 
he gets certified and now he became a master, whatever it's called, master technician or whatever, you know, as far as mechanics go, master mechanic, whatever it is, and everything else certified in that. Wow. And in a year's time went from nothing to paying off his house. Wow. Buying a new car, clothing and feeding his children all on his own. Because he got mad at you. Because he got mad at me because I told him the truth. Right. And, in t- he, and he told me, he told me, he's like, I went and got that job despite you. <laughs> he said, I had every intentions of rubbing it in your face. Right. That it didn't work. Wow. And I said, I said, you want to know what happened? I said, once it got past your stubbornness and, and your, your rage that God doesn't honor whatsoever, once it got past that, and you found your calling, God blessed it. Yes. Because you were where he wanted you to be. Right. God blessed it. That's such an awesome And he changed story. your life. That's such an awesome and, story. Yeah. So, so don't tell me that doing what the Bible tells you to do, being dutiful in those things, don't yeah. tell me that there's not power in it. My, I've, I've seen it. McDonald's paying like $15 yeah. an hour. You know? I mean, it's... It's a job. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I remember having three jobs one time just to, just yeah. to make it. I've always, you know, I buy a vocational pastor yeah. now, but I've got a couple other little things that I don't make a lot of money on. But, you know, $50 sure. here, yeah. $70 there and everything that I do. I've always had, you know, yeah. multiple, side, multiple things going on. Side thing. Well, that, that goes to my next question on something that you talked about. And I think we helped a lot of people just now. I think the Lord really because it's so. true and it's powerful. It and is I've true. seen it. The the worldly culture will blind you and move you away from the glory of God. So there has to be a balance between the true blessing in life is not the material things, but it's Jesus. Yes. But then the worldly culture will blind you to move away from the glory of God. And the reason why is because society will tell you that you need more, you need bigger, you need better, you need faster than all these things. So when you look at the worldly culture, define that because that is a wide definition. Well, the, the world's burning right now. Right. I mean, it might not be a physical fire, but but the world is burning and and lives and and souls are being lost. And the church needs to be a place they can run to. Yeah. Like a haven. You know, well, not not just a place to to save themselves, but but a place to save their soul. Mm. Right. And and, you know, because I think there's. Yeah. I'm thankful for, for two wonderful mentors in, in my life, Pastor Rodney Taylor and, and Pastor James Wright. And I've had conversations with both of them this week. And, you know, something something that came out of those conversations was we have to be we have to be that place that people run to, but at the same time not not sacrificing what we believe. Yeah. You know, and, and we need to love people in the truth, but not love people to a place of complacency 
to where they feel like what they're doing and how they're living is okay. Right. Right. And, and you've heard me say, I've said this many of time, we should love people relentlessly, recklessly as, as the song says out of the pulpit, we should love them. We should encourage them. We should, we should sow into their life and feed, you know, feed hope and feed, you know, the, the power of Christ into them in, in every circumstance of, of life. But in the pulpit, we need we need to preach the truth unbridled, right? That's good. And you've you've heard me say that many times. You know, you're like, man, I'd say that they, you know, they'd come at me with, with pitchforks or or whatever. Sure. And he said, and, and you know, and you've said, how do you get by that? I said, because I love them, right? Deeply, yeah. Out of the pulpit, sure. And you know, but in the pulpit, it's my job to tell them the truth to save them from hell. Yes. You know, and and you know that's the difference, and and I think you're right. We we need to be educating people, and we need to be loving people into the truth, right? Hating their sin, you know, despising their choices, right? And but also seeing the fact that you know God doesn't want that that creation of His. Right. He created them first, yeah. and He doesn't want that creation going to hell. And and He has appointed us in such a time as this. He has appointed us to to be the carriers of the gospel yes. to those people, and and it's hard, it's messy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I almost, you know, preaching that last message, I really thought about building or, or asking Chris or Dwight, you know, the the guys that build in our church, to to build me like a little mud pit up at the front of the church, and I was going to preach the whole message in that mud pit. Oh well, and you know me, I can't stand still, so I probably would have come out of the mud pit and left tracks and 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 different <laughs> things like that from it and everything right. else. But I was I was going to do it. Is look, this is the gospel, this is the gospel mission. It is it is messy, it is hard, it is it is difficult because you're dealing with real people in real situations and in real circumstances that they need saved from. Yeah, but you and, know the thing about it is. It, that mud that mud pit that you were talking about you you said it will leave tracks so what kind of tracks are people leaving yeah you know uh, because the tracks is the evidence of where you've been yeah well when i and when you think of, i mean yeah. you think of that well and i think i think the tracks and this is what i would have used in in the message had i you know had i i went through with that but um, also, I, I try not to be too theatrical, too. I think the word should stand for itself right. and and so forth. But but I did have the thought. But, um, Good thought, you though. know, what I was going to use with the tracks is, you know, for Paul, what did Paul say? Man, I finished my course. Look at the tracks. Yeah. Look, I was shipwrecked over there. Look. Yeah. I was shipwrecked. It was. I was snake bitten. <clears throat> you know, right. all of all of these things. Right. Are, are my tracks. Right. Because I carried the gospel. Right. And I finished it. Yeah. Think I mean oh, think about think about the peace. Yeah. To be able to come into his presence and say, I have finished. I have finished yeah. what you gave me to do. I did it with everything inside of me and I finished it. Yeah. That's so good. You know? That's what Paul that's the example Paul gave us. Right. Right? I was a wretch and I was undone. I was blind, but now I see. Right. And man, I haven't quit working since. Right. I haven't so quit working since. That is so good. 
And when you think about, when you think about that, you think about what has God called you to do, and and here's the challenge. Here's here's where people are. They're all over the map. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like they're all over the map. It's like okay, you, you're talking to one person over here, and this person says, "Well, you know, I believe God's calling me to do this." Well, then next week, God's calling this person to yeah. do that. God said. Yeah, yeah, or God said, and this kind of thing. And it's like you just want to just pop people upside the head. Yeah. Not really, but you do because it's like, it, it's like, is is God, does does God change his mind that much that where one week, you know, he, he's calling you to do this, and then the, then the next week, I, I think mm. it's all self. It is. You know, it just, just 100%. deals with all self. My, my response to those kind of things is usually, did he? right now i want him to prove it to me did he did he and and if he did you should have you should be anointed and gifted with it enough yeah to define it for me that's so good you know but if he didn't then i want you to think about that question i want it to keep you up when you put your head on your pillow at night yeah did he gosh jay asked me did he and jay looked right into my eyes and said did he and i didn't have an answer for him you know I, I want you to I want you to answer that question. But at, at the end of the day, John, I mean, I think I think we just absolutely miss it. Going going back to your original question, and and all this prosperity stuff and everything else is, is there prosperity in serving Jesus? Yes, but I don't know that it's always necessarily money, and I don't know that it's always necessarily things. Right. I, I think it's I think it's a closeness with Him. What did He tell Mary when He was at her feet? She found the good thing. Right. Being with him. Being with him is the good thing. Right. Right. Above everything else, he's the good thing. Right. And, you know, what is, what, how does he tell us to spend our day? Meditating on my word day and night. Right. Right. He's the good thing. Right. You know, and, and, and I think so many times we've ushered in so much other stuff to sell people. Right. To sell people. Hey, come to church here. You'll get this. Right. Well, you know what? Come to church here. You're going to get Jesus. Right. You're going to get Jesus because I don't have anything else to give you. You know, Peter and John outside of the gates, right. you know, man asking alms. They pull their pockets out empty. Silver and gold have I none. But what I got, right. what I got's big. You're right. What I got's real big. And I'll give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. Right. What? Can we live like that? Can we? They I, did. Yeah. We should. Well, we should be. Right. And, um, you know, so I just I think when when, you know, we you ask if the church, I forget how you ask it, but if is the church failing? Yes. Yes. Immensely, because we're not living like that. Right. You know, Jesus is what I have to give. Jesus is my daily bread. Jesus is, you know, what I meditate on day and night. You know, that's the gospel mission. One of the final things. um, you can't carry the cross until you deny yourself. Yeah, we've we've said that for yeah, a year, every message for a year. And and I, I think it just keeps coming up because people weren't there. Deny myself, define that. Um set everything else aside for Jesus Christ. Not neglect things. No. But but set yeah, no, good good point. Not neglect things. But set every every desire thing every else want. aside for Jesus Christ, you know, and 
you know, I hear, I hear people all the time, well, God told me to quit my job. Really? Because I could take you to at least probably 10 places in his word right. where he tells you to get your butt up and go to work. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so did he? That, that's one of those. That's I, one of those times I'm going to look at him. Did he? You know, I, because I, w- I want you to prove this to me. I remember there was and, a guy called. He was a tent maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> and in the glory of God, even. Um, that's right. But um, anyway, I, you know, I think I, I think I think that's where we fell. Right. Is we're not humbled. You know, we're not abased. Right. We're not abased. We're not reliant on God. Yeah. We're reliant on stuff and things. We're reliant on 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 who we are and what we've built right. rather than who he is and what he has. He hasn't yeah. built nothing. He has it. He owns it. It's his. Right. And he's willing to give it to us through his son Jesus Christ. And at the end of at the end of your life and my life, all the jewels, all the crowns, all the Everything that we ever had, or God lay it at His feet. We lay it at His feet. We turn it, it right feet. back in. Mm. You know, we turn it right back in. But that's this is an awesome message. I mean, this really is, and you can catch all four parts of it. Uh, just like I said at the beginning of the podcast. So, what are you working on for next? Know His name. Know His name. That's good. There's power in my His sheep. name. I know my sheep, and my sheep. Know his voice or know his voice. Sorry. And there's, sorry. there's power. Know, in know his, his voice. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much power in his name. No doubt yeah. about it. Awesome. Man, this is so good. I wrote down, I choose. So what do you choose today? Do you choose to live where you're at? You know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Yes. And you don't want to do that. First thing that I want to recommend you and pastor Jay would want to recommend you is to Turn your life over to Jesus. Begin deny, to deny yourself. You know, one of my thoughts about denying myself would be give up your hopes, give up your dreams, give up your wants, and do what he has because he has an assignment for you to do. And and he'll give you new ones. Yeah. His, the ones that he has for you. Right. He'll give them to you. Sorry, I've already no, taken no, everything no. off. And, no, no, and you're good. So that's what we misunderstand. We don't want to give up what we have. Right. Right? To, to step into what he has. But what we don't realize is when we step into what he has for our lives. It's better. It is so much better than any of the stupid things we had in our head. Anyway, I'm done. And Well, no, you just have to trust. I mean, it goes back to trust. And so Trust Street, there's not a lot of people on Trust Street. And so I encourage you to find and make that turn uh, to him. Just ask him to forgive you of your sins. Come into your life. Say, Lord, just forgive me. You don't have to name your sins. He knows all about it. Ask him to forgive you. The minute you say, forgive me of my sins, he forgets about those sins. He forgets about those sins. And then there's no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. And walk in Christ Jesus. Walk in him. Get in a Bible-believing church. If you're on the East Coast of um, of the United States, you know we encourage you to uh, to check out our churches. But also, um, you can become our internet family. You know, and listen and watch on Sunday mornings and uh, all the other times. We would love to have you because God is faithful. If you prayed that prayer today, let us know. If you need a Bible. We will send you one free of charge, courtesy of the Pulse WV Life. We want you to pray for this ministry also because we're wanting to give back uh, to the communities. 
and we're wanting to see God do major things in our communities and, and what he wants. And we're just really excited about it. Here's some ways on how you can help. Several different ways that you can help is, uh, first of all, you could text the word PULSE, and this is financially. Text the word PULSE, P-U-L-S-E, to one 3187 You can also go online to thepulsechurch.com and give through our website. Check out our website while you're there. Get more information. Or you can mail your love gift to 5368 State Route 34. That's 5368 State Route 34, Winfield, West Virginia, 25213. Thanks for listening and watching the Pulse WV Live. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe, and download the app. We'll see you on the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.